everyone, I'm Laura. And I'm Craig. And together, we are... A A Couple couple of Nerds! And this is episode three? Three. Episode three, why not? If it's not episode three, it is now. It's taken the place of the other We've decided. Exactly, exactly. Uh, It's another somewhat gorilla podcast, as we just decided we'd sit down and start recording. I hope you didn't hear me take my hat off just then. Ah, well. Yeah, exactly. We're professionals here, we're professionals. Oh, it's re shit. Indeed. So we've got lots to talk about coming off of last week's controversial game. All the... Time to play the game! It's what happens when you go to an even number, Laura. Shut up. There you go. So we'll start straight off the bat with that. Might as well get that out of the way. We watched Sherlock, the BBC adaptation of obviously the classic Sherlock Holmes stories starring uh, Benedict Cucumber Patch and the bloke from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. And The Hobbit. And the Hobbit, yeah. I haven't seen the second Hobbit. I tell you what, uh, this was this was more of a punishment for me, really. I say a punishment. It's it's more something that the 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 whole essence of our game a uh, game system is to show the other one something that the other one likes. So say it's something Laura likes that I may not appreciate, and try and gain an appreciation Everything. for it. Thank you. It's to, it's to try and gain an appreciation for it through sort of sitting them down and saying, well, look at this. I think you might enjoy it. Uh, in the past, uh, I've exposed Laura to Neon Genesis mm. Evangelion. Exposed. Well done. Well, well, well done. Well done. Um, yeah. No, that was awesome. Uh, that was the, the rebuild of Evangelion. Uh, and yeah, this time it's Sherlock. We've seen the entirety of season one now. We've got it on Blu-ray. And I tell you what, I really enjoyed it. I know, right? It was really, really good. Is it just because you are Sherlock but less intelligent? No, um, I, I, I don't. I don't know. I think because going into it, you know, my main my main sort of problem with it was that I don't like taking fictional classic characters and putting them in a modern scenario. So taking the Sherlock Holmes character and obviously all of his, you know, associates, you know, uh, Sherlock, Watson, Moriarty, Mycroft, all of them, and then putting them in modern times. I was thinking, well, that's not going to work for me. I'm not going to buy that at all. It's just, it, it would be the same sort of retroactively. So if you put Spider-Man back in like the 1400s, I'd yeah. be like, well, this is stupid. Uh, yeah, this this actually really worked. They Obviously, they have all of the characters but they don't play too much on them being the character. It's just that Sherlock is a very smart detective. Dr. Watson is his mate. I, th- I really like the way they've handled the Watson character, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was, I was really worried it was just going to be... Oh, look, here's my sudden BFF. Yeah, here's my buddy. Yeah. And, yeah, so the, the way they, they start off... This isn't going to be very spoilerific, but, um, you know, if you haven't seen Sherlock and you don't want anything at all spoiled for you, then maybe skip forwards about five to ten minutes in the podcast and listen to us talking about ponies or something. Yeah, I like the way they've dealt with Watson sort of being sort of a war veteran. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He starts out being a bit shaky, but he wants to get back into the action. And the, the way they start out almost adversarial in nature, but then come together bonded over sort of what they want to do. I think it's very clever. Uh, you know his psychosomatic limp and, yeah. and you know things like that. It's it's incredibly, incredibly clever. Mm. I was, I was, um, I was really interested in it, um, because it, but I was also a little bit worried about it because it was written by Moffat. So yeah. I was a little bit like, because I'm a massive Doctor Who fan, 
Um, late, very late convert, actually. But um, no, I'm a massive Doctor Who fan, and um, I was not impressed by Moffat's writing. This is Stephen Moffat, by the way, the uh, the guy who took over when what's his name with Russell the big face? T. Davis. The, the, the doctor with a big face. Oh no, he took over writing from Russell T. Davis, but Matt Smith was the yeah. They they, they sort of came in together almost yeah. as sort of the new leads. Yeah. And yeah, sort of the quality of the show went downhill with him taking over. But yeah, this is this is a uh, helmed by Stephen Moffat, and um, I'm really impressed. Yeah, dead good. Really, really dead good. I, I'm looking forward to actually watching the second season, and um, would go as far to say that I would buy the Blu-ray of the third season as well. Yeah, no, it's, it's I'm genuinely excited about it i really i think it's really clever i like the way they use um the technology because one thing that i was ever so slightly worried about is how on earth you're gonna get like criminals and that lot like because we live in an age of dna testing and things like that so back in sherlock holmes's time you wouldn't have had all that yeah so you know it's pretty he was pretty fantabulous for the time because you didn't have the access to that stuff. So I was really worried about how the technology was gonna. Mm, it's it's all it's all been handled very cleverly, and also the way it's shot as well. Like when he takes out his little magnifying glass thing, and the way it cuts to little quick shots of him looking over the body at key things, and then he explains it to to Watson, and it all comes back in flashbacks of him looking at those things. It's very well done. Yeah, his little magnifying glass is incredibly mm, mm. clever. Um, I really like when they get a text message. You don't have to necessarily see the phone. Send a message yeah. up next to it. It just makes it so much easier. That is something. I think I discussed it. I might have discussed it with you in the past, Law, but I, I definitely know I've discussed it with our friend Lan. Um, when someone... Get, it, we, we were watching Dexter, and when they got a text message, it was just like a blue screen with white writing on it. Yeah. But for like a Blackberry, and it's like, or like a modern phone like that, like an iPhone. It's like, well, everyone knows that an iPhone display doesn't read like that, or a, yeah. a phone of that caliber doesn't read like that. So it looks really false. Whereas with this, when the words just pop up on the screen, you know, it's a clever way around it. You don't have to look at a phone and, and things like that. And then you also don't have to look at iMessenger or something. So you're not really giving sort of any sort of kudos to Apple. Um, so all in all, I mean, I'm I'm dead impressed. I really am, and look forward to watching the second season with you. And that does not come lightly. Craig is not impressed. No, by I'm, a lot of I'm I'm not easily impressed, and and this has has really bowled me over. So I'm I'm quite pleased. Um, unfortunately, we never really got much of a chance for me to think of anything to introduce to you. Oh, that's a shame. I know. So I'll keep that one in the bank for the future. Oh, God damn it. Um, but I thought we just conveniently just went. Oh, I've already got Sherlock on DVD. Why don't we just watch this? Well, you know, it, it worked out because I enjoyed it. Um, I mean, I know for a little while you were trying to say that the thing I was introducing you to was a new anime that's currently airing called Space Dandy. <laughs> I like it too much. Exactly. <laughs> the, the, the thing is, it wasn't something I was sitting down and purposely making Laura watch. I was watching Space Dandy. And she just happens to start watching it. So therefore, that does not count. I was trying to get it to count because I actually quite like watching it. So Space was... Dandy is very good, oh by God, the way. I love it. If you haven't seen it, um, try and check it out online. It'll probably come out on DVD over here soon as well. It's really, really it's good. It's like Cowboy Bebop, but it's, with it's actually, boobs it, on crack. It's from the Cowboy Bebop team. Oh, that's like Cowboy Bebop on crack, then. Essentially, the, the, the sort of algorithm for it would be cowboy bebop crossed with something like xl saga or panny pony dash i know that sounds absolutely crazy for anyone out there that knows their anime Boops. But 
Yeah, and then plus boobs. So, um, always gets a thumbs up from me. It's super good, super, super, super good. Uh, I suggest checking it out if you like cartoons in general or you liked the Cowboy Bebop series because it's got that same sense of style but more of a bizarre, just absolutely crazy sense of humor. And each episode is pretty much standalone, so even if you just want to pick one at random that sounds like your favorite name of an episode. Uh, some of my favourites have been when they visit the character Meow, who's like a sort of anthropomorphic cat. Um, meow, that's right. Not Meowth, Meow. Uh, <laughs> when, when they visit his home planet and get stuck in a time paradox is a good one. There's a race in space. That's a good episode. Basically, just check out Space Dandy. It's fucking cool. Um, moving on from there, we had one of the biggest events in one of our pastimes. Um yeah. This will be discussed a bit more on a returning podcast soon, uh, which I did with our good friend Christopher Slight, uh, called Full Marks. You should go and check that out. I think there's six episodes out there, and there may even be a hidden seventh episode that might make an appearance one day. You never know. I know it was recorded. Don't know if it was ever uploaded. That's Full Marks, a professional wrestling satire podcast. Yeah. Uh, it will be making a return. It may also be featuring Laura this time around to Hopefully. give us to give Season us more of a um noob. No, yeah, I've been into wrestling for eight years now, but it's it's more of an outsider's perspective, yeah. sort of look because me and Chris can sit there and make lots of jokes, you know, being sort of you know, smarks and behind the scenes and things like that. But it's good when you get someone else's perspective as well that doesn't really have a 20-odd year history with the business. Um, but, of course, the event that we're talking about itself is WrestleMania 30. WrestleMania <laughs> XXX. <laughs> coming to you live from New Orleans. It New was the, Orleans! It's the WWE's biggest event of the year. And um, I tell you what, it pretty much wasn't disappointing. No, I... I was actually genuinely worried going into WrestleMania 30. I wasn't excited I at all. This, no, I wasn't excited. I was just thinking, oh, well, got a day off work tomorrow, so I haven't waited. Because obviously it airs at like fucking two o'clock in the morning, so I put the next day off of work. And I was just like, oh, well, got a day off tomorrow. <laughs> you know, oh, it'll be fun, you know. Um, and, and then we found out Chris was staying up as well, which was pretty yep. awesome. Because yep. uh, the commentary was uh, splendiferous. Yep. Well... It's the big shoe. Yeah. L- Laura, Laura, not understanding how to properly type when the wrestler, the big show, came down and referred to him as the big show. But then same, made the same mistake going thing about three more times. Yeah, about, about two or three times later, you were like, well, at least it's being a good show instead of a good show. So, there you go. Uh, all in all, I really enjoyed WrestleMania. There were some really cool moments, and obviously it made Daniel Bryan to be... The top guy in the company at the moment. Uh, obviously, you know, started out sort of in the indies. Japan, Ring of Honor, yada, yada, yada. Worked his way up right from the bottom of the card to being the number one guy. And now CM Punk is seemingly gone. So, yeah. I mean, because he was originally teamed with The Miz, wasn't he? In NXT. Um, NXT. Yeah. So, but he was gonna NXT be... was the current NXT. Yeah, he was going to be part of the Nexus um, with with Wade Barrett, and then there was all sorts of controversy where he kind of got the sack, but then they brought him back, and I think he won the US title. Sort of floundered around for a long time after that, but now has really caught on some traction. And oh, uh, seriously, the we, yes movement. We love ourselves some Daniel Bryan, um, and we love ourselves some uh, Claudio Castagnoli. <gasps> yes. 
Uh, no, he's not Claudio Castagnoli. He's Antonio Cesaro. He's not Antonio Cesaro. Cesaro. He's just Cesaro now. Yeah. He's lost Whoops, his first sorry. name somewhere. Um, but yeah, uh, excellent. You know, kudos to him for winning the Battle Royale. Um, Again, he's another indie, that, um, which is why we refer to him accidentally by his indie name, first yep. off. Um, he, you know, he, he worked up through ROH, Chikara, things like that. So it was, it was, it was, it's really good to see these guys getting on. I'm it genuinely is. excited. It is. They're put, it's the start of what many are calling the reality era. We had obviously the Attitude Era, then the Ruthless Aggression Era, or whatever you want to call it, then the PG Era. Indeed. Um, and now a lot of people are helming WrestleMania 30 and the Raw that followed it to be the start of the reality era, where you see more behind the scenes, where you kind of are let in more to what is going on in the company. And I would argue that it was the Summer of Punk that started that off. Well, yeah, but this is like the every every sort of era needs a big thing. Right. And okay. while the Summer of Punk really sort of laid the seeds for it. You still didn't have people like Daniel Bryan, Antonio Cesaro, at, no. right at the top of the no, card. No, 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 no. You didn't have people Bones. like Paige just turning up on Raw. Yeah. Sami Zayn, things yeah. like that. Yeah. This is the start now, I think, of the next... We had, obviously, like the golden years with Hogan, Savage, Piper, like that. And then they had, oh, the, yeah. they had the new generation with wrestlers like... Shit wrestlers like Tatanka, Doink the Clown. And that was a failure. And then they had the Attitude Era. And every era needs a new spark, and I guess this is it. But we're not going to get too much into that. As I say, look out for the returning podcast, Full Marks, hopefully very soon, as long as we can sit down with Chris. Going straight into uh, something else that's been another major event, at least for me, in the music world. It's currently the Coachella Festival of Music and Arts over in the States. I got up early yesterday morning to watch Outcast take the stage, the big reunion for Outcast. I know... What are you doing? I didn't hear you dance, but I didn't want to interrupt you. Fantastic. Um, yeah, so uh, it's Coachella at the moment. There's a lot of cool acts uh, taking place on there, and they're streaming live on YouTube. So it's cool just to be able to try and catch a little bit of it for ourselves, you know, because obviously we can't make it over to the festival like that, and it's ludicrous amounts of money. So it's nice to be able to see some of the bands there and catch up with their sets. Um, so it leads me on to a couple of questions because I thought instead of us just discussing like hey Laura this is going on this is going on we could start some banter between ourselves for some things <laughs> um, so on the subject of festivals and seeing bands live who is the favourite band you have ever seen live band or solo artist I don't care because um, I don't know Probably the various incarnations of um, Andrew McMahon and so, Jack's Mannequin. So seeing Andrew McMahon and Jack's Mannequin. Yeah. Mm. And watching Darren Hayes when I was younger was pretty awesome. That was that was pretty special, actually. That's Darren Hayes from? Savage Garden. Yeah. Yeah. Laura does like Savage Garden. Oh, my God. So. I'm a girl who grew up in the 90s. Of course I loved Savage Garden. <laughs> Aww. Aww. Well, for me, I mean, I've seen a lot of bands live. You know, it's it's, it's hard to pick out someone. Oh, Wonder Years, fuck. Yeah, the, the Wonder Years were very good. Uh, Every Time I Die were very good. Yeah. We saw them on the same day. Yeah. Uh, no, we didn't. That was a year. That was, year, a, year, that was a year apart. Never mind. Same festival, Slam Dunk Festival. Um, I really enjoyed seeing Darren Gray from Japan. 
Yeah, I wasn't as into them at the time that we watched them. Yeah. Does that make sense? It was, like, sort of, it was magical. It was magical for me because it's the sort of band that I never thought I'd see live and I did and they were excellent. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, you know, we saw Coheed and Cambria at Brixton Academy with Thrice and Circus Survive. Uh, that was an excellent show, seeing sort of Coheed with that big light show behind them. Yeah, that was very, very you good. love Coheed, though. Yes, I do like Coheed and Cambria. Very good set list. And uh, yeah, super good band live. But I just thought I'd bring that up as a little aside. Yeah, just because I think... I, I think my bias has to go to the one that you and Andrew McMahon and Darren Hayes just because I think they were... They were bucket list gigs for me. Yeah. I also enjoyed seeing the Foo Fighters live when I saw them. They were excellent. Yeah, some 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 people got to go to that. Aww. Some of us were too young, apparently. Oh. Aww. I've seen Black Sabbath. They were good. Tool. Oh my god, how could I forget Tool? Uh, Slayer a couple of times, Taking Back Sunday, etc, etc, etc. But... Also, I was watching Queens of the Stone Age just before we went live with our microphones. And I was listening to their Song for the Dead track and it brought into mind another question. What do you think is the best intro for a song ever? Because I think it's Song for the Dead by Queens of the Stone Age. Is there anything like when it comes on where you're like, oh, here we go, this is a song. Oh, yeah, and you can't stop being like, oh, yeah, or like playing air guitar or like bobbing your head. <laughs> Apart from Disney tracks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Again, have a pair of chesticles. I love Disney. Um, I don't know, you see, there's something. It's going to sound really weird, but holding out for Hero by Bonnie Tyler is just like. Just I suppose it is a power ballad, yeah, so... It's just like, there's just something about it where you just like... You, well, you, you fucking know shit is going to go down. Well, like Bonnie's getting a fucking angst on. Well, there you go, folks. A little bit into our psyche there. I like Queens of the Stone Age, Song for the Dead. Laura likes Holding Out for a Hero. I love, like... You like shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that you said what's intro to a song you didn't specify what genre i mean you know like i know like you know you know that shit's gonna go down you know it's just i don't know it's that's just... not the intro to that song enter sandman doesn't start with the sort of distorted yeah well <laughs> fucked it well done. Anyway, let's move on so we can spare Laura before she headbutts the microphone and makes more noise. Uh, right. I recently have gotten into audiobooks. I quite, I'm quite. i not a avid reader, as even we all... Even though you did English literature as even a degree. Though I, yes, even though I did English literature, uh, I'm not an avid reader. So enjoying audiobooks has been something that I've been taking part of over the past couple of days. I'm just starting a Game of Thrones. Oh, uh, see, I'm reading the book, so, you know. Ah, well, we'll see who gets through it first. I believe my audiobook for that is about 36 hours long. So I don't might... know. I, I can read pretty... See, on the, on the flip side is I adore reading. Like, I could read for hours. Like, you just sit me down with a teapot and a book, and I could not move for, like, six, seven hours. Even, like, when I remember when Harry Potter came out. I'd literally be walking around there. It used to drive my mother insane. I'd be eating with one hand because I'd still be reading. I'd be going up to the bathroom and I'd still have the fucking book in my hand. It was just, oh, I just couldn't, you know, stuff like that I can't put down. 
but my spelling and my grammar is atrocious, which is why I never really managed to get very far in, like in the English literature sense. Like as in, I have a really massive, vivid imagination, but in it makes sense in my head. But then when like I put it down, my sentence structure and shit is appalling. Mm. Like my ideas are good, but my the my sentence structure and shit is is just no. Well, it leads me to ask the audience a question here. And it's something I've been threatening for a while. We do have a Twitter account. It's at a couple of nerds. That's all one word. Excuse me, I've been using it. I know you've been using it. But I want to just put it out there that we do have a Twitter account. And I'm asking people for book suggestions. We'll be doing it through our own individual Twitter accounts as well. But I just want to know, can anyone give me some book suggestions... For things they think I might like. If you know me, you know what I like. So hit me up with some audiobooks, ideas, or even books that you're like, seriously, just sit down and read this. You'll be able to get through it. Like I'd read uh, David Benioff's City of Thieves. I actually sat down and read that in about two sittings. It was very, very enjoyable. There's just some books I just can't get through. So if anyone has any audiobook suggestions, or just books in general, please hit us up at a couple of nerds, all one word, on Twitter. It needs to be also a certain calibre of writing style for Craig. I will say something like, Twilight, Craig won't be able yeah. to get through the first fucking chapter or well, Fifty I... Shades of Grey or something like that just because the writing style is just... I enjoyed them for the story, but the writing style was just... Well, as, 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 as I say, if people know me and they've listened to the three episodes we've got now, they'll know what I like and they'll know that I that don't... That you're a pernickety bastard. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, that's some audiobook suggestions. If anyone would like to do that, that would be very cool. Coming up next on our little podcast, uh, we have a couple of returning segments. Ooh. First up, I'm going to need my MacBook. So oh, let me just product placement. Yeah, a little bit of product placement. I'm sure Apple really need it on our podcast that gets listened to by like three well, people. Then why did you say MacBook? Why didn't you just say laptop? Why didn't you just shut up? Um, we have the return of the Agony Aunt section. Oh, yeah. Yes, this was actually quite enjoyed by some people. So here we go. It's quite a long one to start us off, Law. So let's see. How would you respond to this? Okay. Okay. Dear Laura, I am, I'm, I'm replacing Dear Deirdre with Dear Laura. Do you see what I did there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I saw what you did I'm there. pretty clever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am a fan of the online game Habbo Hotel. And after many hours of searching... I found myself a beautiful girlfriend. Now I have discovered that she has cheated on me. I am 16. I loved my girl. We did everything together. Swimming, dancing, exchanging furniture. That's everything, by the way. That's everything you can do together. She was the best thing that ever happened to me. Then she dropped the bombshell that she has someone else. I was furious. At first I wanted to kill this other habbo, but now I am totally depressed and want to die. I hate every second I am alive. Laura, how would you respond to depressed in Habboville? Uh, stranger danger, stranger danger, stranger danger. I have genuine problems with shit like this. Okay. Genuine problems. Okay. Well, you... you this is, this is clearly someone that doesn't. How, how would you how would you help them with their situation? Their online habbo love. Oh my clearly god! Clearly, they're sixteen. Just seriously, Laura. fucking get a life. They're sixteen. Chili they're, beans. They're never going to get over this. They're, ne they 
They're Jesus six. They're, 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 their glory days are behind them, Lord. They're sixteen. They've oh got. <laughs> they've, they've got. To, they've, they've got to realise that they are resigned now to a life of spinsterism. Oh my God! Oh, I forgot how hard it was being sixteen. Do you know how hard it is being sixteen? It's ridiculously hard being sixteen. It's horrible. See. <laughs> Plenty more habos in the habos. Get, <laughs> get yourself a real girlfriend. There's plenty that... more habos in the hotel. <laughs> Just seriously, like, or, or here's a theory. Get yourself a real girlfriend that probably isn't a paedophile. Now, here's the thing. I mean, if someone is spending hours online trying to just get a habo girlfriend, I don't think they're going to have no. much luck in real no, no, life. No. Bless them. No, they need to get up, have a shower. Maybe put a bit, you know, like, you know, snazz themselves up, probably put on about five layers of deodorant, you know, to cover the inevitable stench of sitting there for hours on end, and get a real hobby, like, go into your local Dungeons and Dragons group, because that way, you would meet like-minded people who are real, and then they might, like, be able to set you up with someone. There you go. That's Laura's advice to lonely in Havoville. Get off the computer. Get outside. I realise that's ironic. Because that's all I did from the age of 14 to 19. But, yeah, get out there and live a little bit. and Have a cup of tea. Have a chocolate hobnob. Do, do a bit of a, you know, life check. And, and go meet some, some real friends that aren't probably paedophiles. There you go. Take that to the bank. Next one coming up, Law. What's the best way to tell your mum you've become a stripper? Especially after going to college and realising you'll make more dough this way, asks Marissa, 23, from New Orleans. New Orleans. wonder if she was at WrestleMania. Also, um, it's your body. As long as you're not being sex trafficked or, you know, get your shots. Don't, you know, use a condom, be safe. Don't get, you know, super AIDS or whatever. Chlamydia is really easy to catch. Don't bother getting that. Um, if you've got the body for it and you, you are confident in your abilities and you're not, like, you know, being sex trafficked or something, then, I don't know. It depends how their mum are, really. Like, you know, I have no, like, context about how their mum is, you know. God, this is going to sound really weird. I think I just have to be quite upfront with my mum and just be like, yo, mum, I'm a stripper. She probably wouldn't like like it, but you know, I, I just but that's the kind of relationship I have with my mum that we can just be like totally honest. No, no, you got to tell her because if you get like in some danger or something like that, you know, you, you got to have someone who has your back. Hmm. What well, I'd say, my advice would be go and have a hotel. Okay, coming up next, we have another one. This is quite a long one, Laura. You ready? Dear Laura, I have been dating Leon for a few months. He is smart, cute, ambitious, caring. And a great kisser. And he has a fantastic sense of humour. Is he fictional? No. The problem? He gives a new meaning to the phrase, got milk? This isn't going where you think it's going. Leon still has the remains of the first gallon of milk he ever purchased when he moved into his apartment. He had overestimated the amount of milk he would consume and before he knew it, had a gallon in his fridge that was three weeks past its expiration date. Time passed, and still it remained there. Soon, it was six months old and a novelty. Laura, 
Leon has kept this container of milk through two roommates, three girlfriends, seven jobs and two refrigerators. It will soon be five years old. What should I do? So she really likes the guy and he's great. She doesn't like his five-year-old carton of what I can only assume is now cheese. Does it smell? Does it make a pungent odour? I'm is sorry, does it make a what? Pun pungent. Sorry, not pungent. Punguous. Fuck you. I'm reinventing the English language, you dick. Um, like, does it, does it have a pungent aroma? Does it Does it emanate from the dungeon walls? If, if, if that's the least of your worries, I'm not fussed about it. I just, why, why ruin a perfectly decent human being over a fucking carton of milk? There you go. And seriously, I don't know if I'm just really weird, but that wouldn't be a deal breaker. I'd just be like, oh, that's, that's a bit strange. As long as you know when you're not like, opening it up and jizzing in it, then I wouldn't really have a problem. Well, there you go. My yeah. advice, burn the house down. <laughs> burn it. Germs. Then, then burn it. There's no more milk, right? You've got no problems. Done. Bish, bash, bosh. Brilliant. Last one for today, Laura. Are you ready? Yep. Again, it's quite a long one. Okay. Laura, my boyfriend is the biggest chatterbox I've ever met. And what makes it worse is that on the rare occasions I do manage to get a word in edgeways, he stares at me vacantly. So clear it's not he's not listening to a word I say. I want to dump him, but there's a weird reason I haven't. He's got a third nipple in the centre of his rib cage, and when he takes his t-shirt off of his torso, it resembles a very kind-looking face. As though his regular nipples look like eyes, his additional nipple a little nose, and his belly button a cute, surprised little mouth. This is fucking real, by the way. Anyway... I've taken to call this chest man Christopher. And when my boyfriend is sleeping, I have long one-sided conversations with him about my feelings and what's happened during my day. Christopher's a great listener, and though he never responds, it's clear he oozes compassion and sympathy. I've even started to develop strong sexual feelings for Chris and taken to kissing his mouth-slash-belly button when my boyfriend is snoring heavily. Yo, girl, you got problems. Yes, yeah. this this last one here is a prime example of someone who has mental health issues. You need to have a chat with the the the, the real person behind the belly button, um, and say, look, seriously, you know, you've only become attached to this Christopher character because your sexual attraction is obviously the sexual attraction towards your boyfriend because uh, they're the same person um, you're just <laughs> upset that he's not listening to you and if mate you need some kind of therapy or post-traumatic stress disorder sorting out or something go to GP um, my advice that, just, just, just actually have a conversation with your real boyfriend and you might find that actually Christopher and your real boyfriend are the same person in your head and that you just need to get your real boyfriend to listen more. If that doesn't work, dump the fuck. Yeah. Or, I mean, you could just keep enjoying the three ways that you're clearly having. Or, my real advice, burn the house down. There you go. It's blanket advice. It works for every situation. Spiders, burn them. Exactly. Burn the whole house down. 
Exactly. Learned that from Will Wheaton. Yes, you did. So then, Law, we're going to move on to the customary game. Time to play the game! Now, I've this, now decided that's now a thing. This week, I am the one running the game, so there is... I am the one who is running the game! There is an odd number of... Uh, of questions so someone can actually win <laughs> fuck you <laughs> um and it's last week uh well I say last week last episode we we had a large response to uh my rugrats themed oh, no. uh, my uh, rugrats themed <laughs> porn names uh, uh, like fucky chinster uh, tommy dick Tommy Dickles and Let's Fill Lil. Oh, stop it. So, there you go. Um, this week, I thought I'd continue along the lines of 90s cartoons. Okay, that's fine. As so, long as it's not porn. No, okay. no, it's fine. They're, 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 not, they're not ruined cartoons. Okay. What, I'm, what I've taken is uh, sort of characters that will assist the main character, if you will. Secondary characters. Yeah. And let's see, let's test your memory on secondary characters. Okay. From 90s cartoon shows. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, little thing that I found out the other day. Okay. Rocco's Modern Life. Do you remember I scarred you for life with that? Yes, yes, yes. You can share this. People might find this interesting. Um, I think Rocco worked on a sex line. There's an image of him like in the background going, remember, stay hot, stay naughty. And the, you know, things like that. It was just, oh, it just blew my mind. I think it's only for one episode. Is he usually works at a toy shop? Yeah, I think so. yeah, yeah. Or was it only one episode he worked at a toy shop? I don't know. He probably had a load of jobs. I don't remember 100%. Well, regardless, Rocco's Modern Life will be popping up on this list of nine questions Ooh, I have for you, okay. Laura. I, I, I remember his mates, so this is going to be good. Okay. Let's see if you remember which mate. Oh, fuck. As we go into this week's Couple of Nerds game. Now, do you have anything in mind that if you win, you would like me to watch, read, listen to, etc.? No, because I didn't think I was going to win. Um... Well, how about going forward, seeing as we're pretty terrible at coming up with ideas beforehand, we come up with them retroactively. Therefore, tune in next time to see what we've put the other one through and their responses to it. Or we could just dub it in afterwards. That's also true. So we shall have to see what we come up with. Yes. Okay. So here we go. We're going with question number one. And it's a nice tie-in between cartoons, comics, and video games. Yay! Okay. It's Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, fuck. Not only any Sonic the Hedgehog, the one that's affectionately known by the fans as Sonic Sat AM, as it used to air on Saturday mornings. Okay. Oh, I know nothing about Sonic. Oh, okay, well, you're not going to get this then. Right. Who was the character that headed up the team of Woodland Rebels? She was based, I believe, on one of the characters that in the game. Do you remember when you used to jump on the robots and the baddies and then little cute critters would pop out? Did you ever play Sonic the fucking Hedgehog? No, not really. Really? And I watched a bit of it. Oh, never... The game. Did you play Sonic the Hedgehog? Yeah. Fantastic, okay. That's something I didn't know. Looks like I'm going to get a point here, ladies and gentlemen. Amy? It was not Amy Rose, no. I just, 
It was Princess Sally Acorn. Of course it was! Yep. That's not a secondary character. A secondary character is like fucking Tails or whatever. She, you don't need that one. She, well, yeah, but she gave Sonic all of the missions and was Sonic's love interest for Sonic Sat AM. Oh. Amy Rose was not in that show. Oh. At least to the best of my knowledge. Coming up next, Laura, is Rocco's Modern Life. Hey! And we have the question here. Now, you're going to think I'm going to ask, what was the name of Rocco's cow friend? Fucking... Oh, his name's Heifer. His, his name is Heifer. But what was the name of Rocco's neurotic turtle friend? Turtle face. Is that your final answer? Yes. Rocco's good friend, Turtle Face. This is Nickelodeon in the 90s, you never know. I'm, I'm making a stab in the dark here. That's not a secondary character. Heffer was a secondary character. Well, you know what? They're supporting characters. Oh, fucking. Yeah, no, Turtle Features. Oh, I don't know. It Where was. Oh, you were so close. It was Philbert. Oh, fuck. See, and if you, if you want his full name. Filbert Shellback. Oh, I see what you did there. So there you go. I see what they did there. Coming up next, it's another one that probably isn't a Laura favourite. Oh, this is. Coming up next is Ren and Stimpy. Oh, God, I hate that anyway. I never watched it because it used to give me nightmares. I was a very sensitive child. What was the name of the superhero who often featured in skits on this show and was famed for flying backwards? See, I know there's Ren, Stimpy, <laughs> the log. <laughs> I'll just put it out there now. Log was a product, not a character. <laughs> In fact, its name was Mr. Horse. That was the giveaway. I told you I didn't watch it. I watched like one episode and it gave me nightmares for a week. So I stopped watching it. It was Powdered Toast Man. Powdered Toast Man. He used to wiggle his ass. Laura, in that show, you could be literally talking about anybody. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, here's one you might know. Doug. What was the name of Doug's wacky inventor neighbour? Fuck, there's not even a supporting character! He's a supporting character. Okay. I don't know what that was. That was terrifying. Judy. Yes. And there was also Roger. Yeah, he's my buddy. Roger Klotz, wasn't it? Klotz. Klotz. Mm. I don't fucking know. Do you want me to give you a clue? Yeah. His first name was... Well, his first name was Bud. And it was Mr. Bud... Yes, Laura. In the children's cartoon, they were advocating drinking beer. Uh, Captain Pugwash and Master Bates. Fair. That was a good cartoon. Okay. So, fuck you. It was Mr. Dink. Mr. Bud Dink. Okay. you got to remember Mr. Dink. Bits. Terrible. 
Well, one more and I already win the game. <laughs> yeah, but we'll go through them just for fun. Oh, we'll go through them anyway, yeah. Coming up next, you might get this one. Were you a fan of Hey Arnold? Oh, vaguely. All right. No, I did. There was Helga. And I found out that his last name was Shortman. Yeah. That blew my mind. Well, in which case, Laura, you might be pleased to know. Which girl had a secret crush on, hey! the, titu on the titular character and had a hidden shrine devoted to him? I'll give you an extra point if you know her surname. Schmitz or something like that. She used to make her his. No, I, I used to watch Hey Arnold. You like um, she used to make the shrine out of uh, used bubble gum mm -hmm. of his and and hair, and she used to keep things in a locket underneath her dress. Well, you got the name right. It is Helga Helga Pataki. Ah, oh. there you go. Coming up next, Laura. It's time for Animaniacs and their zany to the max. I watched this briefly. Well, in which case then, this might be quite difficult for you. They're zany to the max. They've got baloney in their slacks. They're animaniacs. They are. But it's a multiple choice. Oh, good. Name one of two of the medical team assigned to the Warner siblings. Multiple choice. Give me the answers. Yeah, well, the, the, well, one of the two is what I'm oh. saying. It's not multiple choices in, is it one of these? Oh. It's There's two people I'd accept either. And I'll give you a clue. One of their names was one of the Warner's catchphrases. Whenever they would see a beautiful lady. Bazinga? No, no, that's that's Sheldon Cooper. No, that's Bazinga. That's something... Bazinga! <laughs> no. Yeah, any other guesses? Is when they'd see a beautiful lady, they'd go... Yoi! <laughs> because they were Jewish stereotypes, apparently. No! No, right. <laughs> they, would, they would say, Hello, nurse! And that was her name. Was Hello Nurse and Dr. Otto Scratch and Sniff. Oh my god. See, and you were saying that, like, you know, the other day I was saying, like, you were just saying about, like, they wouldn't name a kid's thing, like, Budweiser, Hello Nurse and Otto Scratch and Sniff. Well, yeah, but that's Animaniacs. Oh, whatever. Well, with that, Laura, I have five points. And out of nine, that means I am the winner this week. You will be subjected to something I enjoy. Uh, but let's see if you can redeem yourself a little with these last questions. As long as questions. it's not Radiohead. Okay, it won't be Radiohead. Or that other band that I really don't like. All right. Coming up next, Laura. It's one that you would have gotten as well, I think. Fuck. It's the Powerpuff Girls. What was the name of the furry purple hillbilly enemy to the Powerpuff Girls? Oh my god, I'm so disappointed in myself right now. Do you not know? I can't remember. I knew this from memory. No, no, no seriously, because I know I remember the Amoeba Brothers. I remember. It's the Amoeba Boys. The Amoeba Boys, Mojo Jojo, him. Remember, he had a big blue nose. Yeah, yeah, no, I can picture him. Really pinky, purpley, fuzzy fur, like. Oh, you you got his first name. Fuzzy. Is his first name. He's not a country bumpkin. He's fuzzy. Plumpkin. Take off a bit of that. Umpkin. Add a tiny bit back. 
It's fuzzy fucking lumpkins. <laughs> fuzzy fucking lumpkins. Oh. So there you go. That's... See, I can recite most of the Powerpuff Girls theme song off by heart. I think everyone can. Coming up next, Laura, is Recess. Everybody oh, loves Recess. Gas and Gretchen. Well, you'll get this one then. Name the bespectacled member of the main cast who would often be seen as the nerd. Gretchen! Extra point if you get the surname. Gretchen Wiener? <laughs> Gretchen Wiener! Is no, something else? It's Sorry. Gretchen Grundler. Oh. And the last one is Ed, Ed, and Eddie from Cartoon Network. Yeah. See, my sister would have literally been able to name all of this off the top of her head because she should do nothing but watch Cartoon Network. Well, Laura, can you name the inanimate object sidekick always found with his best friend Johnny 2x4? Plank! It was Plank. I knew that one! There you go. So, with a score of 6-3... to Craig comes out the winner in this week's A Couple of Nerds oh, game. I really enjoyed that game, actually. It just yeah? makes me want to watch 90s cartoons now. All right. So if I'm fucking seeing the theme songs and shit. Okay. Well, maybe next time we'll have a game where we can think of theme songs. <laughs> Good, because that was too hard. I'm sorry. Oh. Oh. It seems I'm already owed one thing to make you watch. You'll have to watch two. Well, that about wraps it up for another episode of A Couple of Nerds. The clock is in about just under 50 minutes, so that's not too bad, I would say. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. Just like you, my dear. Mm-hmm. Aww. Okie doke. Well, everyone, as I say, you can get in touch with us over on Twitter at A Couple of Nerds. You can email us. I believe you can email us at a couple of nerds pod, that's P O D, all one word, at gmail.com. I, I feel so alive. Yeah, that's P O D. For the very first time. Oh my god, right, that's it. I've, I've had an idea for the next game. Okay. Uh, but I don't know if I can remember the password to get into that email account, so it's always best to get in touch with us on Twitter. Yeah, but you can just change the account. I don't know how. Oh, I'll do it later. Fantastic. Anyway, everybody, I've been Craig. I've been Laura. And we've been a, a couple, couple of nerds. nerds. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Ciao bye. for now.